Hi lovelies and welcome to episode number 48. So before we get into it today, massive shout out to everyone taking part in the February challenge with me, working with me for seven days to learn how to create more time. So I definitely love, love, love hearing from you. And it's really a time where I invite you to communicate with me. And I may not get back to everything immediately, but I'm seeing and loving your emails and Instagram messages because creating time is the most fun. Like learning how to do this was such a trip for me because I had such deep rooted beliefs that time was finite, right? We have 24 hours in a day, 60 minutes in an hour. I really, really was that person. So if that's you, then I know, I get it. Like we've all heard that phrase, you only have a certain number of hours in the day. And actually when I was in this place and believing this, I was overworking, spending late nights in the office, double booking plans and trying to cram multiple things in. What else was I doing? I would love, love, love to multitask. Walking while emailing, emailing while eating, eating while talking on the phone. And I have one very distinct memory of being in the shower. Yes, literally in the shower with my phone just outside. So I could quickly reply to emails while showering. True story. Like I couldn't not be at the screen. I couldn't not shower. So I decided to multitask them just to get them done, which is not advised. So if you are doing some crazy multitasking like that, stop, just stop. Why do you think, why do you think we do things like that? What's creating this urgency? Because clearly this kind of behavior was coming from a place of lack for me, a belief that I didn't have enough time, a belief that I had to get everything done, a belief that things wouldn't work out if I didn't respond immediately. So if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen the quote I shared last week addressing our needs to reply immediately or our expectations that others will reply immediately. And that's bullshit, right? This behavior is always coming from a place of fear and doubt. And fear and doubt get a bad rep. We don't like them to be around. We're not inviting them to parties. We're blaming them for holding us back. We don't see use in them. We're always thinking about how to get rid of them. Like seriously, it sucks to be them. And in fact, for each of you listening, if I told you I could give you a magic pill or wave a magic wand and get rid of fear and doubt forever with 100% certainty, I'm confident I would be hearing from you. Imagine for a moment a life free of fear and doubt. What do you think it would be like? Like literally let your mind explore this. Press pause if you want. Maybe you would apply for the job, launch the business, go on the date, ask for the raise, pitch the client, move countries, take the trip, buy the house, like all these things that you aren't doing. Often because we are telling ourselves we are waiting for the right time, which is so interesting because something being the right or wrong time will always be an opinion, not a fact. So if you are thinking about how amazing your life would be without fear and doubt, I have news for you, and that is that you would be wrong. Here is the problem. If you didn't have any fear or doubt, 
you would end up doing a lot of crazy shit. Like think about it, jumping from buildings just to see if you could fly, jumping out of planes without a parachute, lots of jumping, but also not saving for retirement, not paying your rent or mortgage, not looking both ways as you cross the street. And if fear and doubt didn't exist, everyone else would be doing it around you. It would be absolute havoc everywhere. It wouldn't be great. Trust me, we literally wouldn't survive without fear and doubt. So some of you may be thinking, <laughs> well, I would still have common sense, but what is common sense? The definition of common sense is a basic ability to perceive, understand, and judge things which is shared by nearly all people without any need for debate. So yes, we would still have common sense. We would all have bad judgment together. <laughs> So we really want to keep fear and doubt at the party. Give them both seats at the table. And I love saying it like that, by the way, literally picturing fear and doubt as characters. I imagine all my emotions sat around a table like the board of directors. And when I think about each of their functions in my life, it makes it so much easier to experience and allow them and even appreciate them. Your emotions and instincts are there to serve you. Literally, your brain is just trying to keep you alive. So once we know that we wanna keep them around, we just need to learn how to manage our relationship with them. Like most of you listening, and this was definitely true of me for a very long time, most of you have a shitty relationship with fear and doubt. You've spent years bad-mouthing them, wishing them away, dismissing them, arguing with them, talking over them, flat out ignoring them. And when we're in a place of arguing, resisting or bad mouthing anything, we are creating negativity in our own life. You are not feeling angry because of fear and doubt. You are feeling angry because of what you are making them mean. You are making them mean that you can't apply for the job or go on the date or launch the business or start running or book the trip, whatever you answered earlier that you want to achieve and you haven't done. So I have a secret to tell you, you can still do the things, all the things, take the action with fear and doubt at the table. So what does that look like? So let me explain with an example. When I was pitching or presenting in front of big crowds, at first I was really in that place, right in that place of resisting and shaming my fear and doubt. I wanted to shove it right down deep inside of me so no one would notice. I would get frustrated with it and with myself for having it. I would make it mean that I shouldn't ask the question, ask the questions, questions, ask any questions at large events like conferences or show up and give 100% when I was in a public setting. I would give all my energy to fighting these instinctual emotions instead of focusing on the task at hand. It took away from me learning and even enjoying more than the fear and doubt themselves took away from anything. So I stopped doing that. It was absolutely useless anyway. And if this sounds familiar in any way, let me save you some time. It's not working, it's not helping. Fighting, resisting, shaming is not the solution. What we can do is invite them in, allow them to be there. Give them room to talk and share their concerns. 
Nothing will go wrong if you let them speak. They are literally trying to save you. They have your best interests at heart, right? Like I think of my mum. So I went to university in London and she told me not to get the tube in London when I moved there. Don't Just don't ever get the tube. Now she hadn't lived in London and I moved there in 2006, which was after the attacks on the London Underground in 2005. So to her, it was very dangerous. She had my best interests at heart. I didn't get mad or frustrated with her. I didn't resist what she was saying. There was no shame. I just let her speak, got off the phone, said goodbye, and then got on the tube. So you can do the same thing with your fear and doubt. You can just let them speak, listen, allow them to be there, make a decision and continue. And it feels so much better, by the way. Our brain is in a loop. Thinking thoughts creates the fear and doubt. Then the fear and doubt put the brain into high alert. And you've guessed it, more thoughts. And so the spiral continues. And when we try to fight it, we feed it. Have you ever noticed that even an argument with someone outside of you, someone else, raising your voice heightens the argument? Well, the same is true of our emotions. But if we were yelling, if someone was yelling at you and you allowed them to speak and listened and stayed calm, then there just wouldn't be an argument. There would be no escalation. Well, the exact same thing is true of fear and doubt. Like eventually it will run out of things to say. So in summary, fear and doubt are emotions. They are in themselves totally harmless. You've already survived experiencing both of them countless times, right? You've already experienced fear. You've already experienced doubt. They have purpose in your life and they save your life, like quite literally. So instead of resisting them, we can appreciate them, invite them to talk, be thankful for them and promote them on your board. (laughs) They're doing a great job. If you are here listening to this podcast, they're doing a great job. So when we become friends with fear and doubt, we release so much tension and negativity and we save so much energy and time to pursue what we want. Like all that energy and all that time can go into what you want to create instead of resisting what is natural. So try it. You will be amazed at what you can achieve. So if you are listening to this podcast, loving the content, connecting with what I'm saying, but struggling to apply it and move forward, then you absolutely should book in a free one hour consult with me. Like it's your time. So just email podcast at vickylouise.com or click the link in the show notes to get in my diary and get your one-on-one time, which is the first step to the transformation that you are looking to create. You know what doing nothing achieves, so it's time to do something with fear and doubt. They can come along on the call. So have an amazing week and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. Are you ready to feel better? You can download a free anxiety workbook, which includes a bonus worksheet to use anytime you feel anxiety creeping in by heading over to vickylouise.com forward slash guide. That is Vicky, V-I-K-K-I, then Louise, L-O-U-I-S-E. So vickylouise.com forward slash guide. The link will also be in the show notes. Just do it.